Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Haunted HTX Podcast. I'm your host, Zach. Remember, if you have a story you'd like to share for the podcast, please email me at hauntedhtx at gmail.com. All right, let's get into some stories. This story comes from our friend Lee, titled A Sad Place. My dad died without warning. Not just a dad, but a best friend and confidant. The result was that I became obsessed with visiting his gravesite. I'd leave work numerous times to do so. One day, I noticed a new gravesite 50 to 60 feet away. It stood out due to the tombstone being made of black onyx. Curious, I walked over to it. Around the stone, a concrete pad was placed with an accompanying bench. Someone had been spending lots of time there due to numerous cigarette butts around. I sat down on the bench and looked at the stone which had two pictures embedded, a middle-aged man and a young girl around 8 to 10 years old. As I started to read the stone, I was overwhelmed with a feeling of intrusion. It was very strong and kept increasing. I quickly rose and headed back to my dad's grave. I had gone no further than ten feet until I distinctly heard a voice in my right ear say softly but clearly, This is a sad place. You don't belong here. I didn't turn toward the voice or continue to Dad's gravesite. I walked directly to my car and hurriedly left. After traveling under a half a mile, I was aware the car didn't feel like it was in contact with the road. It had the sensation of floating, gliding. Even when I turned the wheel to corner, the sensation of low flight instead of driving persisted until I arrived at a crossroads and came to a stop. Even stationary, the car slowly seemed to bob up and down, almost like a hover. Spire's Crossroads Church and the graveyard were now within my direct line of sight. This cemetery was where my best friend was interred, who'd committed suicide 12 years earlier. I didn't want to pull out onto the main road due to the sensation of floating still being experienced. I was still looking toward where Jan was interred completely blank and transfixed. That ended abruptly when I saw a figure walking to the hill where his gravesite was located. I pulled out onto the main road and the floating sensation stopped and the familiar sensation of driving returned. That was six years ago, and I haven't returned to my parents' grave since. My opinion of cemetery visitation in order to pay respects to the dead has changed drastically. Cemeteries are boneyards that are desolate and sad places that house the dead, the antithesis of living. There are entities there that are cognizant, aware, and engaged. This story comes from Boxy Brown 92 College House Haunted AF. I have a ghost story. I was at my friend's place near College Park they rented for the school year. They have a studio with guitars and drums and synths. My buddy, Tom, goes to leave to pick up his girlfriend an hour away. 
I'm by myself playing guitar and hear my friend talking on the phone for like 15 minutes. I go to the door to ask him why hasn't he left yet. When I open it, I see no one is there and his car is gone. I close the door and turn around to see white smoke in front of me that disappears quickly. Another day, I was jamming with his roomie and I hear Tom say, Stop! This was very weird because, again, he was not home. I keep playing, thinking I must be hearing things. Then I hear it louder. Stop! Now his roommate and I both stop playing. I asked him what he heard and he said it sounded like Tom saying stop in his nasally voice. After all that, I continue to hear crazy stories from Tom of kids in 1800s-style clothes appearing in a haze, random smoke floating around, drawers flying open, and karate chops from a child's on his back. This story comes from Alisana. Spirit tried to hurt me or protect me. I know this story sounds extremely made up, and it happened quite some time ago, so I do not remember specific details. But please believe me when I say this truly happened to me. This happened when I was around 14 years old. My grandma would visit us every summer since my mom would spend a few months overseas with her family. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary for me. It was just another day for me, and I fell asleep like I usually did. This is important. My room has thin wooden panels outlining the ceiling. They are held up by a few screws each. One of these panels is exactly above my bed. I usually keep my door open at night when my grandma is visiting since she sleeps in the living room, and I know this sounds dumb, but I was still scared of the dark back then. That night, I woke up hearing loud footsteps. It was a school day, and my grandma would always wake up early, so it wasn't unusual if she came into my room. What was confusing, though, was that it was still dark, and normally my room would have been bright on a summer morning. Now, please keep this in mind that I was facing the wall, so I didn't immediately assume something was going on. I was kind of annoyed because it was still really early, so I called out to her asking what the matter was. I didn't get a reply. I knew her hearing wasn't that great, so I assumed she didn't hear me. But then I heard snoring from the living room. I swear I have never been as scared in my life as I was at that moment. It was a dumb move, but I guess I was just so frightened that I immediately turned around as if on instinct. When I turned around, I saw something small, dark, and shadowy running away from me. And actually, immediately after, I heard a loud creaking and the wooden panel fell right on my bed, a few centimeters from where I was laying. I was in so much shock at that moment that I remember thinking, Did I hallucinate? And after a few weeks, I thought I did. The panel got fixed, and my parents asked me what had happened, so I told them. To my surprise, they actually believed me right away. 
turns out they've experienced some paranormal stuff frequently, whereas I had only seen something twice in my life. My dad also told me that he recalled feeling a child's hand on multiple occasions at night, along with a reassuring feeling. So was this a good spirit? I have two theories. Either the spirit knew something was loose and tried to warn me, or it caused its fall and got caught in the act. To this day, I'd like to believe it was protecting me, but I can never know for sure. Does anyone know what this could have been, or have you experienced something similar? This story comes from That Bearded Guy 1996. Childhood Paranormal Encounters Hey all, I created this account solely so that I can share my childhood experiences with the paranormal after going down a YouTube rabbit hole of Reddit post compilations on the matter. I believe these events to be 100% true and even have my own parents to back up most of these claims as they too have openly discussed their experiences. Without further ado, let's begin. For some background context, these events took place in a small two-story home in McMinnville, Tennessee. Our family, mother, stepfather, myself, and infant sister, moved into this home from a condo that was located within the same neighborhood suburb around 2002 when I was six years old. I found out many years later via my parents that there was in fact a tragedy that had taken place in said house. While I'm not exactly sure when, at some point a man had in fact taken his life in the upstairs, top floor, of the house. I do not know if my parents were aware of this when we moved or how they eventually found out as they did not disclose that information to me. The first occurrence happened upon moving in, which should have been a red flag, but I digress. Upon opening the front door, there is a staircase immediately in front of you that goes upstairs and splits into a T with a bedroom on each side and a small bathroom in the middle of the hallway. My bedroom was on the right. While I was in my new bedroom unboxing all of my toys, VHS tapes, and whatnot, I heard my mother yell, What? from the bottom of the staircase. I walked to the middle of the hall so I could see her at the bottom and asked what she needed, and I could immediately see that she was confused. She said that she heard me calling for her repeatedly while she was in the kitchen, located on the main floor, almost directly below my bedroom. As you may have guessed, I didn't call for her. This really seemed to shake her as she later recounted that it was my voice calling for her in a very panicked and concerned tone. Odd. Just mere days after moving and settling in, there seemed to be a very negative energy that also settled in. This energy was primarily felt on the staircase and top floor of the home. Any time that you would walk up or down the stairs, there was always a feeling of paranoia and uneasiness. Almost as if someone or something was watching your every move. I began to hear strange noises in my bedroom at night, even when nobody, not even our cat, was in the room with me. I 
always kept my bedroom door shut when I would go to bed, yet I would still hear noises that could only be described as someone scratching the walls. It always seemed to be coming from the left corner of the wall opposite of my bed. I never saw anything. Yet. Just weird noises. My stepfather has also said that he felt very nervous and uneasy whenever he would have to walk up those stairs. The second big occurrence involved a giant novelty stuffed animal. It was Valentine's Day, and my stepdad got my mother a handful of gifts, including a giant oversized stuffed animal. It was supposed to look like a dog. In the following days, I took the stuffed animal to my room and put it on my bed. In hindsight, this was one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made because what followed was truly terrifying. I woke up in the middle of the night and wasn't entirely sure why at first. I didn't hear anything that would have woken me up as the room was eerily quiet at that moment. I remembered feeling immense darkness emanating from the corner of the wall opposite of my bed. It was suffocating. My heart began to beat rapidly. My breathing became short, and I couldn't shake the feeling that someone or something was staring at me. I quickly pulled the blankets up over my head and faced the wall away from that corner in an attempt to hide. I laid there like that for what felt like an eternity, but it was probably mere minutes. That feeling of paranoia persisted as the room remained completely still and quiet. It was like the calm before the storm. Like a predator lying in wait to capture its prey. I decided to be brave and pull the blankets down a little so I could peek my head out and take a look. The stuffed animal, which was located at the foot of my bed just below my feet, sat there with a blank expression in its fake, lifeless eyes. I focused on it as if something didn't feel right. A few moments later, I watched in horror as the head of the stuffed animal seemed to slowly lift itself up as if it had come to life and was looking up so it could see me. I didn't scream even though I wanted to. I think at that moment I was too stricken with fear and shock to react that way. I immediately took cover under my blankets and eventually began to cry due to how afraid I was. I'm not sure how or when, but at some point I had fallen asleep. The next morning I proceeded to take the stuffed animal back downstairs and didn't say a word. The third major occurrence happened to my mother directly, so I can't definitively say what happened, but I wholeheartedly believe my mother, as she herself leans more towards skepticism of the paranormal. But this event really shook her to her core. For some context, my stepdad at this time worked night shifts at a local factory as a welder, so we were home alone on weeknights. One particular night when my mother was walking from the living room into the kitchen, one of the light bulbs in the kitchen began to flicker repeatedly until it eventually exploded. My mom said that she sprinted to her bedroom, which was located right next to the kitchen, slammed and locked the door, and hid on the floor near the closet. She said she eventually laid down and was able to fall asleep, but it took a while due to how frightened she was. 
The next morning, I saw the shards of broken light bulb myself as they lay in a pile that she had swept up into the dustpan to show my stepdad when he returned. There was one final occurrence that took place before my stepdad had a priest come to bless the home. There was still just a lot of negative energy in the home. Nothing of note or anything in particular, just more of the odd bump of the night stuff or a general feeling of uneasiness when in the home. I remember getting off the bus after school and dreading going home because there was always a half hour to 45 minute gap between me getting home and my mother getting home from work. I would often try to get her permission to go to my friend's house across the street after school until she got home so I could avoid being home alone. On the days that didn't happen, I would simply go straight to the living room, turn on the TV, and watch Yu-Gi-Oh! until my mom got home. I wouldn't move out of fear of disturbing whatever it was that lurked upstairs. But anyway, let's get to the single most terrifying event that I've ever experienced. This event was incredibly random, as it happened in broad daylight on a Friday afternoon, but to this day, even just thinking about it gives me the chills. On that day, I had gotten permission from my parents to stay the night at my friends directly across the street, and I was very excited for a planned night of playing various video games on his PlayStation 2. As I sat on the very bottom of the step by the front door tying my shoes, I suddenly felt a chill go up my spine and felt that dreadful, ominous feeling of being watched creep in. I thought to myself, do not turn around, just leave. Curiosity and fear got the best of me though, and I slowly turned my head around to look up the stairs. It was fairly dark as the bedroom doors on either side of the T were closed, but not entirely dark as there was still some natural light coming through the bathroom window. I focused on that for a few seconds in anticipation as I increasingly felt more nervous. A few moments after I turned my head, I saw what I can only describe as a tall man walk from one end of the hall by my bedroom to the opposite side by my sister's bedroom. The figure was jet black and the darkest shadow you could possibly imagine, but somehow I knew it was a man. I watched this full-body apparition slowly, deliberately walk across the hall and immediately screamed at the top of my lungs. I have never experienced something so utterly terrifying like that, and as a small child, it was particularly difficult to process. I began to sob, and my parents, who were in the living room, ran to me so they could figure out what had happened. It took a little bit for me to catch my breath and slow down as I was so panicked I couldn't even speak. I eventually told them what I had witnessed and my stepdad decided that that was the final straw. We could not put up with this any longer. It was at this point when a priest was brought in to bless the home. I remembered feeling a very abrupt and sudden feeling of just peace and quiet after that. Like everything all at once came to a standstill, and that negative energy was gone. After that, we never had any other occurrences, but I do remember occasionally wondering if what was in that house was truly gone. We eventually moved into a different condo within the same neighborhood where we lived until we moved out of state years later. 
The aftermath of that was just me constantly questioning if any noise I heard was that negative energy following me. I would occasionally hear random noises in my new bedroom at night, but chalked it up as the house settling, as nothing even remotely had ever happened. I still felt a general uneasiness for a while, almost as if I had some form of PTSD. In the years following, throughout my childhood, and even now into adulthood, I consider myself to be sensitive to energies or forces like that after going through what I did as a young child. I can recall staying the night at a friend's house who claimed that the basement was haunted, but I never felt a presence. I have been in a few places where I could immediately feel what I can only describe as a sixth sense. Almost as if I can feel or detect if there is a presence or spirit in the vicinity. I have never experienced anything quite like I did when I was a child, and I'm thankful for that. Again, I believe everything I stated to be true. I understand that there are some who won't believe me or will try to rationalize and explain away certain things, and that's okay. That doesn't bother me. I know what I know, and I saw what I saw. Please feel free to leave any comments or questions. Thank you for listening to this episode of Haunted HTX Podcast. I want to thank Lee, Boxy Brown 92, Alisana, and That Bearded Guy 1996 for letting me read their stories. And as always, to Oscar for the intro music. If you have a story you'd like to share for the podcast, please email me at hauntedhtx at gmail.com. Connect with me on social media. I'm mainly on Instagram at hauntedhtx. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Finally, for whatever platform allows you, please give a rating and a positive review so that more people can find us. All right, that's it for tonight. Bye, y'all.